Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is all about three ways to spot and stop your emotional eating habits. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I'm an emotional eater, this episode is especially for you. If you go to food for comfort, especially sweet and fatty foods, when you're feeling sad, stressed, disappointed, or even when you are bored, this is where you use food as a way to keep you busy and you almost feel out of control which is why I have to bring it up on this podcast because it is literally the number one reasons why a lot of women have a hard time losing weight. After coaching several women around this topic, this is one of the things that hold a lot of my clients back before we started working together because many times what I've noticed is They'll try a diet, lose some weight, and then gain all the weight back simply because the emotional eating aspect of it was not addressed in the diet plan or meal plan that they were following. It eventually comes up in different ways. And this episode, I really want to share with you what those are and how you can spot your own emotional eating habits and do something about it so that you can actually feel in control when there's food in front of you or when there's like hot Cheetos, barbecue chips and Cheez-Its in your cabinets. Like, you know, what to do so that you can feel safe around food and feel like you are able to get on track and maintain the progress that you will create when you're on your way to losing weight. So if you find that you're experiencing that right now, this is an episode that you don't want to miss. So with that, let's get started. So The first thing that I really want you to think about in terms of emotional eating and how you can spot them is I want you to think about a time when you automatically went towards like a snack right away after something bad happens, whether this is like, okay, maybe your son got sick and it kind of threw off your schedule and now you're pissed at everybody, right? And then you go ahead and grab the fluffy twinkles in your car and shove it down your throat or whether that is like you're doing such a great job with your diet plan throughout the week and then Thursday come and automatically you just slipped out of it and now you're like oh my gosh you're upset that you were one day closer to having a clean eating week and now you're just like f it I'm just gonna have whatever I want and then you go ahead and eat the whole bag of hot cheetos whatever it is Think about a time where you just literally went and eat some snacks right away after a bad situation in your life. And if that happens frequently, this is a sign that you are actually 
emotionally eating out of like disappointment, anger, or even like in very stressful situation. And this is how you can actually catch yourself is thinking about those times when you did do this and allow yourself to be aware about this particular habit going forward. So I'll give you an example, right? Like I have a private client. There was this time where like she was very stressed out because she was stuck in traffic. Her son was sick and she was also like very, very frustrated with the way her work schedule was. And the first thing on her mind was, I'm actually going to go get some salad. But when she got to the place, it was closed. So she was even more pissed because her day didn't go like how she wanted to. And now the salad place that she wanted to go to is closed. She then took the opportunity to buy a fried chicken sandwich with some fries and a Coke and like chug it down. And that was like a sign that all of those emotions were going towards her eating that crispy sandwich, right? With the fries and everything, even though it's not a bad thing that she ate it, it was the intentionality that she had when she decided to order that meal and eat it all in one sitting. So I want you to like see that for yourself because many times the snacking starts right when a bad event occur right then and there. It's usually really quick afterwards and you don't really have much memory of it because it almost feels like a blur, which leads me to the second thing of like, when you don't really remember having something in front of you, even though you've had a lot of it, right? Like maybe you just stuffed yourself finishing the whole bag of hot Cheetos and you don't really remember it. It means that the emotion you were experiencing were probably so intense that that was all the body was focused on, that it wasn't focused on the food in front of you. So if you have a hard time even remembering like the foods that you're eating and you don't even know like what you had yesterday or like how much, right? That's a sign that you're really stressed out and it's, it's a sign that you're almost impulsive, quick, and you go towards the convenient route because you're trying to feed your emotions by having these snacks versus like actually addressing the problem, which is making sure that you are managing the stress and managing the sad emotions that you're probably experiencing. So that's like a second way of how to spot it, right? If you're someone who's like, okay, I don't remember what I ate. Everything feels like a blur. I almost feel like I inhale my food and then Next thing you know, the plate in front of me is empty, but like you don't genuinely feel satisfied. That is a sign that you are emotionally eating. Okay. And this usually happens when you don't face your emotions and you bury it and you try to like deal with it later, but then you never really get the chance to deal with it later. And so it just eventually bottle up, which is why I love therapy. I love coaching and I love asking for help when I need it. Obviously, it took a lot of work to get there. But I bring this up because as human beings, we love to talk to people how we feel we like to vent things out. We can't keep everything bottled up inside because if we're bottling things up inside, it eventually shows up in physical form, even if the emotion is intangible, like it's something that you can't touch and you're feeling it in your body. 
that will show through your eating, that will show through the amount you're eating, the type of foods that you're having, and also like the way you are showing up as a person for your family. Let's say you're a mom, right? You might show up very angry towards your kids if you're not facing your emotions and you're just burying them. You might also feel very stressed if you're someone that's not a mom, but like you're working all the time. You might show those emotions towards your peers or your manager, right? Allowing yourself to not bury those emotions, but find a way to cope with them, which is why I recommend therapy, coaching, or getting someone to help you do that. Or even like if you can't do those things, you can talk to a friend, just find some outlets to really help you feel better and not keep everything all bottled up because eventually it will explode. Speaking of that, right? Like those are the two main points that I want to leave you with in terms of spotting your emotional eating. But like the third thing is too, is really look at your food journals. If you're not someone who's food journaling right now, I suggest you try it out. It doesn't have to be very complicated. You literally take out a piece of paper and just write what you had and what time you had it at. And that's it. If you listen to the last episode that I recently recorded, it was about how to lose weight while eating out, I talked about the next day planning. So if you are using that method and you're not planning for like the whole entire week, but you're just thinking about, okay, tomorrow I'm actually going to have Starbucks for breakfast, lunch, I'm going to have pasta, dinner, I'm going to have steak. Like, let's just say you're planning a meal for tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes around and you're food journaling the opposite of what you planned the night before that is something that you want to get very curious about and ask yourself why it happened. And usually the reason why like you didn't stick to your next day planning method and you started eating something different is because some sort of emotion came up. You probably were upset, angry, or like things didn't go like you wanted to. And so you get very frustrated. Like you will find some clues in your food journal that will help guide you to get to know yourself a lot better. Like, I remember back in college, like I used to buy Starbucks all the time. I think it was Caribou, actually, on a campus. And I noticed that every time I would buy Caribou, like it was never part of my plan, but I got it anyways, because I was so stressed over the amount of homework that I had to do and also like finals coming up. And then thinking about like, you know, when I came back home after graduating, One of the things that I did a lot too was drinking alcohol and partying with my friends when things were really tough versus like dealing with the toughness. So obviously like I didn't drink like very crazy. It wasn't like every weekend, but it was one of those things where I felt the need to like get tipsy and like get drunk because I just wanted to feel better and that wasn't part of my plan right like I didn't plan that this weekend or like Friday night I was gonna have some drinks with the friends like I just did it because of the way I was feeling because of the stress level after college finding a job and all of that and so that is like the three ways to spot your emotional eating in your life currently So I'm just going to repeat that so you understand what they are. Like number one is think about a bad event that happened or like a life situation that came up that you were very frustrated about and then you went to eat a snack right afterwards, right? That's that's the first thing. 
that's a way to know. The second thing is when you don't remember what you had and everything that you eat almost feels like a blur because your body is so focused on any tense motion. And you know, this is you if you are very impulsive, you're quick and you go towards the convenient route. That's a second sign. And then the third sign is like not following your food journal or not following the plan that you have set for yourself when you go back and look at the food journaling. And this is like in combination with the next day planning method that I talked about in my last podcast episode. If you didn't listen to that yet, I would suggest that you do. This would make a lot more sense. But those are three ways to spot that. And like I talked about you bottling up your emotions is one of them too because eventually you're going to explode. And so now that you have a better understanding of why that may happen and how you can spot it, here are some ways that you can stop it so that you can actually feel in control. And the first tip that I really want to give you is like managing your stress. Literally, this is one of the things that no one talks about that affects your weight loss, like no tomorrow. I kid you not, you could do all the right things, do the workouts, you could eat really clean and sleep well too. And if your stress is an eight out of 10, it's gonna take a toll on your body. And so managing your stress is actually going to help you feel a lot better and causes you to feel like you're in control of your life. Because I want you to think about a time when you're really, really stressed. Like you almost feel like everything is happening to you versus like you having the control to do something about what's happening to you. And so in order to manage stress, like one of the biggest things that I love to do is I just make a list of everything that makes me feel stressed. And just like writing it out and seeing like how many of those there are and seeing like, oh, Sometimes they're not that much compared to like when it was in my brain. Sometimes they are a lot, but now I can see them clearly and I can see that, okay, I could do something about that because it's something that I can control. Other times it's something that I can't control that I'm waiting a response on from someone. And so writing down like what's making you stress just helps you see the picture. It helps you see like where you want to start solving the problem instead of leaving it all in your head and like spinning out about it and going towards food because you feel like there's no way you are in control of this particular stress that you're feeling in your body. So that's the first thing in order to stop emotional eating is you got to figure out how to manage that stress. And the tip I gave you is one way to manage it. I also really love meditation, but I know a lot of people don't like meditation. It's one of those things where you, you have to practice and try a few times before you get into it. But even like a stress management tip is like you can talk to a friend or just like go outside for five minutes and be in nature, get some movement in and like get outside of your house. A lot of time that's a way to decrease your stress. And it doesn't have to be in the form of this fancy meditation guidance, right? Like I love meditation, but if you don't, that's a way for you to relieve stress. It doesn't have to be anyone else. It could be your own way. That's the first thing. The second thing is like get more sleep. Now, if you're only getting four to five hours of sleep, it's definitely why you're emotionally eating especially if you have the stress on top of the lack of sleep as well. And the thing about when you're not sleeping enough, 
it actually can go two ways. It can suppress or it can increase your appetite. And many times it will increase your appetite and it will create this hormonal imbalance where you're going to crave for certain things more than others because of the hormones and the increase in your appetite, which is going to lead you to eat more even when you don't need to eat more. And so here are some of the tips that I have tried that has really helped me get better sleep because I used to run on six hours of sleep when I was in college and after college because I had to wake up like really early to go to work. It was like 5 a.m. that I had to wake up. And that is setting a screen time on my phone. Like I have an iPhone and I set my time to like 8.45 p.m. And that's when all of the apps on my phone shut off. I don't get any notification. And it tells me that, all right, like it's time for you to stop scrolling. Like you can't scroll anymore. And it really helped me because I used to scroll endlessly to the point where like, oh my gosh, it's already midnight and I haven't done any of my night routine yet. And by the time I was done with all of that, I go to sleep and I barely get any sleep and I wake up crabby and I wake up with high cravings and I was just stressed. And it was just a lot of pressure, stress and emotions on my body that really delayed the weight loss process. And so going back to like number one, right, if you're not managing your stress and then you're also not getting enough sleep, you're basically holding your body hostage from losing weight. It's like you're already stressed out. Why would I want to lose any weight? so that you can be more stressed out. I want you to think about that because your body, all it wants is to stay at a balance. It wants to be at homostasis and it wants to stay there. It doesn't want to lose. It doesn't want to gain any weight. It just wants to stay balanced. And when all of your hormones are all whacked up because you don't get enough sleep or because you're so stressed out, it just prefers not to lose any fat or any weight because it's like, why? Why? You're already doing so much. We don't have room for that. You actually have to make room to lose weight. And that is making room with your emotions and making room in your schedule to get more sleep. So I want you to understand that. And then the third thing, how to stop emotional eating is knowing your triggers. And this goes back to that tip that I mentioned earlier about when you review your food journal and you can see like what you're eating and why you eat it it really tells you what your triggers are. And even if you realizing that, okay, when a bad situation happens, I go straight to my Twinkies, that is you being aware of your triggers. And you know that every single time either your son gets sick or like you mess up on your diet in the middle of the week or something comes up that you weren't expecting and you're like pissed off about it, right? you know that if an event like that happens, you're about to get some snacks. And so allowing yourself to be prepared ahead of time and not have those snacks around you. I I cannot stress this enough. When I was coaching this particular client about this emotional eating thing, she was not aware of her triggers that she was almost setting herself up for failure ahead of time because she like had all these snacks ready to go in her kitchen cabinet, in her work drawers, when situations that stresses her out comes up. And she didn't even realize that because she didn't know what her triggers were. And like once we walked through that step-by-step process and she understood it and she realized that she's like, oh my gosh, like this whole time I've been setting myself up to like stress eat whenever I'm stressed out because 
all of the areas of where she put her snacks was in areas where she would often get stressed out in, which is at work and in the kitchen when she's not eating like super clean the whole entire week, right? And so knowing your triggers allows you to not plan yourself to fail ahead of time, but actually really stop yourself from buying snacks that you don't need. And that's the first step because if you're not going to want to eat it, and you're going to shame yourself for eating it, don't buy it at the grocery stores. So I really hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. I feel like it was filled with so much nuggets and so much good information that's going to help you feel confident to move forward because now you actually have a guidance on where to go, especially if you're dealing with this. Now, like if you want support and guidance on this. This is what I do in my woman coaching program. Like I really help my clients dive deep into their emotional eating habits, figure out what's actually going on so that they can feel in control of their hunger and not feel like they're throwing all of their hard work away after doing the workouts. And they get that step-by-step guidance and feel confident while losing the weight because they know that they'll be able to maintain it once they lose it. So if you want that for you, you can click the show notes to learn more about the one-on-one coaching program, or you can even follow me on Instagram at superlysam, where I talk about my one-on-one coaching program a lot on stories and how it can actually help you build the sustainable lifestyle that you want. So I'll leave that to you. Now, if you want to share this with a friend or family, don't forget to do that. But until then, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week. Week.